interesting ones. Are we talking about that thing, Blizztank? Yeah, the things you brought up before. We're talking about that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I had Blizztank listen to the story beforehand to see if it would be willing to, if he was willing to put this in the, uh, the interview here. So, no one is going to believe half the mentoring experiences that I've had, but dear lord. Uh, let me start off by saying, I give every mentee of mine just three things that they gotta do. They got three factors of remaining my mentee. Number one is emotional stability. They are allowed to have off days, they're allowed to vent to me about stuff, but mentor time is mentor time, which means if they're asking me to mentor, they are not talking about their emotional problems, their depression, their suicidal thoughts, that sort of thing. They can vent to me about that stuff after, as a friend, but not to me as a mentor, because that does not make sense. I'm not a therapist. Right. Number two, they must... Remain on the same class. <laughs> if they're a demo mentee, and they say, I'm Pyro this week, they are not a demo mentee. They are a Pyro, or a soldier, or a scout. But the class hopping stuff I don't deal with, because the hell, I don't know how to play spy. You don't ask me for spy advice. And number three, in order to be my mentee, they must talk to me. Low bar. Most of my mentees miss it. it, it so many of my people are like, I, I wanted to be on this team and they said I needed a mentor, so I got a mentor and now I'm not going to talk to you. Like, that's not mentoring. That's far from it. Anyway, those are the three tiny little hurdles they must overcome if they must have me as a mentor. That's it. That's all I require. And yet, I have had some mentees. <laughs> so, uh, first team I ever mentored was this Iron Steel-ish team when I was in Silver. They ended up being uh, a wreck in several different ways. Just uh, of what was going on there is they had a pyro, and this pyro was a person that liked spending a lot of time on 4chan poll. He liked being very controversial and disrespectful and their engineer was the opposite he was a teacher's pet and always wanted this pyro to get in trouble and it was a pathetic situation let me be honest it came to a point where i just had to go you guys um you are all being stupid chill leave the team or stay together if you can work it out but the gist of it is if you are in game you are friends and teammates and you have to act like it you have to be ready to support each other and if you're not like that leave the team it's just let's get this done and over with their team ended up dying no big surprise and then i'm like man that sucks that was a horrible experience i'm gonna take a break from mentoring when i come back i'll be fresh i'll be happy i'll be a good mentor bring good people into this game and my very next experience was as follows i mentored a team in which the demo man he was um he had some baggage, but that's okay. I am fine with people venting to me about their problems. I'm good for listening. They had a pyro who 
uh, was transgender and very emotional about a lot of things happening in their life because they're a teenager, they're transgender, lots of things going on. I understand, girl. It's all good. They had a scout who was kind of an a-hole, to be perfectly honest. He was a jerk. He was from uh, Brazil. He was very Catholic. It was a very odd situation for him. Uh, and then a bunch of other players on this team. All of them were young. They were all confused high schoolers that had no idea what was going on. I forgive them. So, basically, the demo brings me on. And he's like, hey, can you mentor me? I want to learn some stuff about demo. See if I can get better. I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, okay. Can you do map reviews for my team and stuff and be kind of more of a team mentor now? We couldn't figure out someone to do that. I'm like, okay. Somehow, I start to realize in comms while I'm watching them play that their pyro is getting severely, their transgender pyro is getting severely bullied by their scout main. And I'm like, man, cut it out. Stop being an a-hole. You really need to quit this. And he's like, yeah, sure. Okay. Doesn't quit it right away. I'm like, okay. What is this guy's deal? So I talked to the demo. And the demo's like, yeah, he's... I don't know. He's getting on my nerves, too. He's kind of being disrespectful towards me as well. I'm like, okay, what's the situation? He's like, well, I'm kind of dating this pyro. And I'm like, oh, well, that's sweet. He's like, yeah, well, I I'm dating this pyro. My, my scout friend, he's from Brazil. He's Catholic. He doesn't really believe in this sort of stuff. I'm like, ah, got it. Okay, I'll talk with him about that thing. So we have some bigotry going on, and I think that's the end of it. Well, demo main next day is like, hey, uh, the demo or the demo mentoring session we were supposed to have. Uh, can I can I cancel? I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Are you all right? And he's like, yeah. Well, my, my brother got pistol whipped yesterday, and he might lose his eye. I'm like, excuse me, what? He's <laughs> like, yeah. And it's also coming close to the anniversary of my boyfriend's suicide because my my boyfriend he got disowned by his family when he came out as gay. And he killed himself. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, um, are, are you okay? You, you need to, is there anything I can do for you? He's like, uh, just, you know, be around to listen. That'd be nice. I'm like, okay, that's good. So, hang out with the rest of his team uh, during that day or two or week. I think it was a week or so that he was kind of out. And their scout and pyro are still just going at it constantly. And I eventually just start talking to their scout. I'm like, dude, you need to quit it. He's like, okay. Gotta admit something to you. I'm like, okay, what is it? He's like, okay, so... I think I really like this pyro. And I'm like, you do? You kind of look like you hate her. He's like, well... So, I think I might be gay. Because I like her. But she's transgender. So I don't know if that's okay. Because... God doesn't like homosexuals, but if she's a girl, does that mean it's okay? I'm like, man, I don't freaking know. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> this is a really weird situation you're asking me of all people about. He's like, yeah, well, I'm starting to become kind of suicidal over it because I don't know if God likes me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to one of my religious friends and maybe he can give some like religious counseling advice. I don't know. And so I did that and tried to calm him down. I started talking to the pyro, and the pyro was like, I'm just so tired of being bullied for being transgender. I just want, I just need to be away from this team. I'm like, that makes sense. Please do. 
please just get as far away from all these people as possible. It's just <laughs> sinking in negativity. And then, and then there's Spy. There's Spy who had nothing to do with anything that's going on. Just posted pictures in the Discord of him making cut marks on his wrist. I'm like, Dwight, are you okay? <laughs> I'm having a rough time. My parents don't understand me. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Please, everybody, just stop. Everyone, quit this team. Go to therapy, please. Only in TF2. I have no idea. This is actually people I mentor. This is things that were happening. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, I don't know where any of these players ended up. To be honest, I don't think any of them play anymore. But, like, that was an experience I had. So I, that's the point where I had to lay down the ground rules of, like, please, like, emotional stability. I am all for being a helpful person in your Demoman gameplay. If you have problems with tilting, I can help you with that. I, I, can, have, I can help you with your self-confidence gameplay. I, I can't deal with whatever that was. I, I don't blame you. And... It, so that's like four of their players were like kind of emotionally unstable, depressy, that sort of thing. A fifth one of their players came to me and they're like, hey, um, I'm like, okay, what is it? And they're like, yeah, so I think I might actually be transgender. I think I might actually be a woman. I'm like, oh, okay. So how'd you come to that realization? Do you feel like you're going to go by new pronouns, new name? And she's like, yeah, um, I don't know. I've just been thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, have you talked to a therapist about it? She's like, yeah, I, I, so I go to this therapist every week because I've had some, some trauma in my life. I'm like, okay. You're the first person I've told about this. I'm like, excuse me, what? Why? You're going to a therapist every week. And I'm the person you tell about this? And they're like, yep, you're, you're, you're nice and you're understanding. I'm like, yep, uh, your therapist is nice and understanding and actually knows how to deal with these sorts of problems, right? Like, they, they can help you through this. I can... I can call you she. Right? Like, <laughs> that's... I don't contribute much here. And they're like, yeah, well, I didn't want to tell my therapist because my parents got me my therapist and I didn't want my parents to learn these things. I'm like, you know, it's, like, actually illegal for your therapist to tell your parents about stuff unless you're actively suicidal, right? And she's like, no. <sighs> Anyway, tell your therapist about it. She's like, I'll consider it. I'm like, oh, for the love of God, what's wrong with just this team in particular? Cursed. <laughs> this team was just all sorts of... I, this is a thing that happened. I cannot believe it myself. When I look back on this, I'm like, why the hell is I still there? I mentored this team for like a month. This wasn't like a, a, a one-day thing that I'm like, okay, I'm bowing out. This was a, a month. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Well, not yeah. a therapist yet. Might be eventually, but not now. The TF2 therapist. I am a, the team counselor, team mom, okay. team everything but mentor. It turns out. So, do you think just like all of this mentoring experience has sort of like shaped your perspective, your perspective like on RGL UGC, just like the game as a whole and what might need to change? Oh yeah. So. Mentoring gives you a great perspective on the bottom of the community, on the newcomers and what they know and what they don't know, what sort of habits they're learning from the players they interact with and stuff. So personally, excuse me, personally, I always had some pretty strict rules about, from my leadership, about what behaviors I would allow fly and what I wouldn't. So 
when it came to leading a team, the rules that I had for my teammates are very, very, uh, they're very low bars to go over, right? So just, you're not allowed to be openly toxic with the other team. You you don't send toxic messages to them. No N-words, no bigotry, hate speech, the terms and conditions of most websites, right? Like, wouldn't allow that. Other things I wouldn't allow. If I say something is done, we're not talking about it, we wait until the end. If we're in the middle of columns, something happens, people are mad about it, and I say shut up, that's it. That conversation ends, we bring it up later when the comms are clear, and we can talk about things after. Uh, other things. I do not allow ringers that are excessively above our division to play for us. I would never ring a an invite player when I was in... Uh, God, I was <laughs> mixing like UGC and RGL stuff. I was about to say silver. When I'm in, when I'm in main... And I get an invite player. I don't let them play invite sniper in main, right? Like, that's not cool. So I don't do that. Uh, other things were if a team was excessively late, constantly, we would stop scrimming that team. We would blacklist teams that were excessively late, excessively sandbaggy, excessively toxic. So I bring that to mentoring. When they're setting up scrims and stuff, if I watch their scrims and I see that the other team has rung four advanced players and they're newcomer, and the team is being openly toxic, I'm like, don't scrim this team anymore. And they're like, well, they're one of our scrim partners. And I say, I don't care. Do you feel like you got anything from that? No. Well, you, you don't scrim that team anymore. It's better that way. Um, I like teaching the newcomers that lesson that it is perfectly okay to stop playing against players that are not worth it or disrespectful like you don't have to be in the toxic part of the community you can avoid it the entire time and still have a good time playing when it comes to picking up players i warn them when i say a player has an excessive ego i warn them when i see that a player is only willing to show up for half of a half and then they they bail they're like that player was pretty good i'm like no they left that's not good. Um, when a player makes a lot of excuses for themselves on why they wouldn't, they won't do things your way. Like that's something I tell people to kick away, get rid of. And teaching those lessons early to teams, they end up being really, really stable teams. Like you could get some really stable advanced teams from all these really stable amateur players. They will eventually make their way up there if they just keep good habits. They are friendly to the people that they meet. They don't go out of their way to be toxic. They pick up only players that are going to be worth it. And another lesson I teach them is it's perfectly okay to let a team die. If a team is being dysfunctional, if no one is ever happy, there's always large arguments at the ends of every scrim. No one wants to work with each other. That is not a team worth saving. That's a worth that's a team worth letting die and going off on your own and finding newer players cuz sometimes you just need some new energy. And if you're able to tell people that it's going to be okay no matter what decisions they make as long as they make ones that are you know feel positive in their mind, they're going to end up in a good place in the community. That's pretty good. So advice. I 
I like going to amateur newcomer and finding teams that are working on stuff. They have a lot of energy and just helping them with both their interpersonal issues of like, our medic just doesn't talk well with us. They just clam up every time we try to give them criticism and stuff. If I could just go in there and be like, hey guys, it's okay. We don't hate you, medic. We want to hear your perspective and we want you to give your perspective to other people and work it out from both sides. And to help a team before they get to that point of like fiery explosion via no one listening to each other and just being like, the criticism we give is never personal. It's just like, hey, we think you need to work on this and we also think you need to work on that. I like that. I like being able to see the newer players learn and adapt as they play against harder and harder teams. So, I don't know. I like the lower divisions because it gives me a lot of perspective and a lot of hope for the community because you've run into the people that you expect to find there. The ones that don't really know what's going on. They don't know the best way of expressing themselves. They don't know the best way of approaching new situations and you can give them the advice and tell them it's all okay to talk about anything with your team and give them that sort of team trust say like I promise you your players think that you're a good player everyone's just awkward talking about this stuff and they end up just being like really chill with everyone Right. it's great it's a wonderful feeling to say like I was able to help these people realize that no one was actually terrible. It was all misunderstanding. So, have you ever considered, like, applying to RGL and just, like, sort of imparting this perspective on them? Or do you think it's just, like, a fundamental issue with RGL? Like, just kind of going along with, like, how they treat their head admins and what they do there? Like, do you think it's possible to make genuine change from within RGL in that regard? There have been a couple of reasons why I never became an admin. I've always considered it. Always considered it. I've always wanted to be a newcomer amateur admin. Because I feel like a lot of people, first of all, don't interact with those players much. And when they're tasked with interacting with them, they get like, Oh my god, this player doesn't know what an LFT post is. Right. Jesus. And it seems like... And you know, like, like- they... I'm fine with teaching the little things. It's okay. I never get like, Oh dear god, this person's hopeless. Um, but the reasons why I haven't become an RGL admin, one is that I'm trying to get into medical school and have been accepted now, so I'm going to be in med school and it's going to be busy. Uh, but I've always been pretty busy. I worked in a hospital. I worked in a laboratory. I didn't have flexible hours with this. I've also felt like my perspective, while it may be beneficial for some people to have, I don't think that the community as a whole really wants it, I guess. I'm perfectly fine helping outside of the bureaucracy, right? Like, I I am fine with people coming to me and me solving their problems without ever having to go to the admins. I am perfectly fine helping them with those sorts of problems and not having the RGL attached to my name. I don't need it. So I don't do it. I, I do think that they can find the help that they need in RGL without coming to me. And I I just think there should be multiple outlets, right? Like, right. come to me if you don't want RGL to solve your problems for whatever reason. I know a lot of people, I have a strong community, a lot of people are friends with me. We can 
solve some things for you. If it's the advice that you need, if it's the team building strategies, if it's the map reviews, demo reviews, that's all stuff you don't need RGL for. You can always seek me out instead. But if you don't want to come to me because you don't like my opinions, you don't like my perspective, you generally don't like me as a person, that's fine. You have all of RGL to go to. So you seem to have a Telling lot of- myself to it is kind of making it less helpful rather than more, yeah? No, I definitely get that, yeah. So um, you have a lot to say about like team leadership, right? What do you think the main thing that most teams and leaders get wrong is? Uh, the, the biggest thing that I see a lot of team leaders do wrong consistently, and I'm talking about these teams that build every season and always die every season, those are the people that are willing to pick up people for just their skill. And not anything personality-wise. Personalities need to be able to mesh. If you have people that don't like each other on a team, it's going to go poorly. It's also if you make exceptions for players on your team. I always came to the conclusion that my players are playing a very old game. <laughs> and... If they say, man, my girlfriend wants to go out for dinner tonight, I'm like, sweet, go out for dinner, have a nice time. I'm not going to guilt you into playing or anything like that. However, if you miss the weekend scrims, you are not playing the match. And if they're cool with that, then that's fine. Uh, that's how I lead my teams. It's very simple. Real life comes first. Any decision that I want to make, I'm going to be open about. And my teammates are allowed to tell me I'm an idiot. Uh, I get the final say authority on every player that joins the team. Just because eight people say, man, I want this person. If I say, eh, then no. And that's the agreement we have. I treat my players like they aren't idiots. And I treat them like they have lives. In return, what they're giving up is I get the final say on things. And... Uh, the fun part is I get the ability to mute and throw them in between channels and stuff. Woo! I don't use that power. <laughs> Basically, I give myself the ultimate power and I don't use it very much. Right. So and that proves to me, or that proves to my teammates that they can trust that I'm not going to do anything stupid and ridiculous. If they know I have absolute authority and I don't freaking use it for anything, then they trust me 100%. If I make a decision, they're like, yeah, it's probably an okay one because... I told everyone about it, I listened to criticism about it, I adjusted how I approached the situation because of what people said to me, and altogether, it feels like a group decision even though I had final say. And that's how you lead well, is you give everyone every reason to respect you, and every reason that they feel like they can trash talk you to your face. <laughs> You don't go nuts with it. If someone says, I am a stupid woman, I'm like, hell yeah, I am. And here you are leading or following me anyway. Hmm. Which one of us is the stupid one now, huh? So you think it's important to just be like super upfront and like kind of vocal about just like concerns and kind of just like work together as a team to like resolve them? No yeah, sense. it's it is usually like this. Like, I want to add a player to my team, and my players are like, I don't know, that medic had 
troubles with popping not dropping or this medic had issues with surfing i'm like i can see that i understand what you're coming from do you think that this is issues that this person can resolve with mentorship or team criticism and they're like well they took criticism pretty well i'm like okay do you think this is a criticism that they can listen to improve and then work on and eventually not have the issues anymore if they say yes then that person's exception to my team if they say no then it's still my final decision if i want them or not but usually that's how things would go is it would be a discussion of like i think that this person is uh reasonable i think that we should scrim this team and if someone says i'm not really sure on that because i don't feel like this went well or whatever then they would tell me okay but i also would like treat them as if they have lives and that i'd never make them feel guilty about not taking the team first there were several decisions where I'm like, hey guys, you want to do this? And they're like, I literally have no opinion on this. I'm like, perfect! It's my decision. <laughs> like, my teammates will sometimes say, like, I really don't freaking care. Like, Kat, you don't have to include me on this. I'm like, okay. Uh, but it, I did. I gave them the options. I always made them feel like nothing was happening without their... You know, it wasn't ever a team that was led by one person making whatever decisions and then they'd drop out if they felt like things were going too stupidly. I always made decisions with other people. And another thing is, I know the toxic people and I wouldn't invite them. Woo! <laughs> Winning. I win! Yeah, I've had some players on my team that have been on the questionable line that much I I don't disagree with. I've had some players that I've looked back on, I'm like, man, I really don't think they should have been on my team ever, but it I don't know. I, I found it plenty easy to discuss with everybody about everything. Hmm. Whereas like if you're not upfront or like vocal about stuff, it's like you'll just have like a lot of tensions on the side, right? Like you'll have people kind of like just focusing on themselves rather than the good of the team, right? Like you'll have oh, yeah. conflict. Oh yeah, like, have you ever been on a team where at the end of a match, a player will just send you a message and they're like, wow, our medic was throwing. Yeah. And they only tell you. And they don't tell the leader. <laughs> and, and then you realize, like, okay, there's probably eight of these conversations happening on our team between a couple of players that are only telling each other their opinions and not overall. I don't deal with that. I tell people, if you think there's a problem with somebody, you can tell me directly. And I will help deal with that situation to the best of my ability. And if the other person doesn't want to deal, then whichever one is not being reasonable and not trying to come to the conversation at all is gone. Do you think there's a lesson to be learned in that for the community as a whole? Like, maybe it'd be, like, a healthier approach to sort of take, like, with, like... RGL community interactions and vice versa, maybe with like how people perceive and react and treat the RGL staff, for instance, and other community members? I don't know if there's a way of doing this publicly, because like when you talk about RGL decisions being dealt with in this manner, you're going to come across some really weird. Right. So, for example, let's say there's a player and they get banned because they were being disrespectful depending on how you feel about it right like some people think it was disrespectful some people think it was just all in the the regular allowed trash talk and then the rgl says yeah we're considering banning this person 
and the community just goes outrage, outrage mode, where they're like, holy hell, why are you unbanning this guy? And some of them are like, I've had worse things said to me in a, a match a year and a half ago. This person should absolutely be unbanned. So those sorts of decisions, you'll never make the headway you want because everyone that's weighing in on it are not people that are a part of your team, yeah? Yeah. Um... It's opening it up to the wider community. It's, it's too many opinions you get at that point. How about from just like a team to team level? Like just like more people being up front and just like talking about their conflicts and issues with each other, like with other teams, with players, rather than just like kind of talking about it but behind their backs more so? Like maybe for people just to be more upfront about their concerns as a community as a whole. I absolutely believe that would be helpful if people were able to just say things to each other's faces. And I don't mean going to a person and harassing them because you hate them. Right. But I have a policy of anything that I say behind a person's back, I am willing to say to their face. I am 100% happy to say the things that I've said about certain players to their faces instead of behind closed doors in our private discords or whatever. Um, I actually had conflict with a team leader a while back. So this was when I was in Maine. And we were doing practice for our playoffs against IM and advanced teams because when you're in playoffs like your options are going up a div or down a div right right so we scrimmed against one of the top IM teams that was trying to get first place IM when we were going for top of main and their team they dropped our medic from a, a sniper shot from hiding behind the house in Swiftwater you know that thing like you don't clear the house in Swiftwater sniper snipes your medic as they move up to upper and I don't remember exactly what they said, but they all spammed a, a toxic bind the moment our medic dropped. And I told our team, no one say a word. At the end of this, we're just done. Okay. And we absolutely, like, they killed our medic there. The rest of the scrim, we rolled them. We outright rolled them. We I think we did the two halves of Swiftwater. I don't remember if we did the two halves or just the one. But at, after we rolled them, we just quit. And we're like, look. We thought that this would be practice. We are absolutely willing to scrim against lower teams and higher teams and get rolled or roll. But if you're going to be toxic, then it's not fun anymore. Like, it's just, there's no point to this. We rolled you and you were toxic, so it wasn't even fun. So, do you and think I told I said that to their leader, and they said like Lamau or whatever back. And then what I did is I told the other team leaders that were continuing to play in Maine, "Hey, heads up! We scrimmed against this IM team. They weren't worth your time." And we blacklisted them. And then the next interaction I had with that person was extraordinarily favorable, in which they apologized about everything, probably because I couldn't find any scrims. <laughs> Reformed. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never had an issue with this person again. Do they hate me? Possibly. I don't know. But I will say that it if I go to a person and I say, like, I don't like what you did, and I don't intend to give you the benefit of playing my team anymore, if they think that's hilarious and they they don't want to scrim my team anyway because I'm stupid, then sure. 
we've had that interaction, and you know what? They don't have to scrim me anymore. That's good for them if that's not what they wanted. <laughs> and I don't have to scrim anymore, so that's a win-win. If people are more willing to just be like, look, man, your team, they're idiots, and I think it's not worth it. Congratulations! Both teams have gotten out of the interaction that they didn't want anymore. <laughs> right. So do you think people just, like, being afraid of conflict or just, like, not being vocal in front about these things is maybe, like, why some teams end up getting toxic players and, like, why toxic players end up kind of just, like, being present in the community still going forward? Do you think it's maybe something that ends up dividing the community a bit due to people just, like, resorting to grudges rather yeah, than so a solution? I think people should be less afraid of conflict, even if it's, like, the bad kind, even if it's the sort they'll end up with some harassing messages, because you could always block them. I think that people should be upfront and be like, I, I don't tolerate this. Especially team leads. Team leads are the ones that, as a team leader, I don't think you have a whole lot of more responsibilities over your team, but one of the responsibilities you have is no one is allowed to bully any of your players. As soon as they're one of your players, if someone is being disrespectful, you have to go after them and be like, you cannot do that, you cannot say that, or I will not play against your team anymore. <laughs> that is one of the few protections that a team leader must be willing to provide. Like, bare minimum is, if you're, for example, if I, for example, had a player that used to date a player on the opposite team, and it didn't end so well, uh, the, one of the few things I'll do is say, hey, are you okay in this scrim? Do you want me to find a sub or not scrim this team? And then I can make decisions on that. Th that's not what everyone has to do. Some people just say, well, this is your ex's team. Put up with it. Sure, you could lead right. that way, but like, I feel like you should be at least a little respectful. I agree. But if people were willing to be upfront about these things, then you can just go to the other team and be like, hey, so... Love scrimming you guys. You're wonderful. Um, your scout, my my engineer, mm, can't can't have that interaction. So like, <laughs> I I'm not scrimming you anymore. Sorry about that. Whatever. It's good to get these things out of the way. It's good to have less awkwardness behind closed doors and more awkwardness up front, so you can have less awkwardness in total yeah right and do you think that's something that ends up influencing like in defining the top of the game for instance like invite I the invite i don't know what invites like to be honest there's so much toxicity everywhere up there and i don't talk to a lot of the people that's because fair. of it okay i don't know if it's an issue of like not coming forward and being like hey i hate you <laughs> <laughs> you know like that's yeah there is something to be said about, like, while I'm not afraid to say things to people, I also don't go out of my way to say things to people that isn't necessary. There are players I really hate and invite right now. A lot. I don't just send them a message being like, hey, no, you don't really know me, we don't really talk or anything. I just want to let you know that, like, you are just a garbage human being. <laughs> Like, you don't need that. That's unnecessary. What you do right. need is a, the willingness to, if a person, if that person seeks you out for whatever reason and just says, good game, nice drop, LMAO, you could say, yeah, I don't have any interest in speaking to you. Um, goodbye now. And just blocking. Like, <laughs> so, eh. have you ever considered just like 
doing like a leadership guide yourself, maybe? Um, I give leadership guides to the mentees that I am teaching how to lead. I don't, I haven't posted a leadership guide or anything. I don't put myself out there that much in the community for that sort of thing. But it's not something I would be like totally unwilling to do. Yeah, I've written stupid guides about other things before, so. Do you think maybe that would just like help in the community, or like maybe if like multiple people like came together and kind of collaborated to work on something like that? If RGL won't, do you think that would definitely be something that could help out the community? I think it could. I don't know how much people go out of their way to read those sorts of things, so. Mm, that's definitely I, fair. I'm the sort of person that, for the most part, just seeks out advice when it's been asked and doesn't give advice before. Right. Okay. Wouldn't be opposed, though. Yeah, maybe that could be, like, an interesting, like, kind of community initiative if RGL does really end up, like, tackling that. RGL, please, for the love of God. Uh, here's one other little minor complaint I've had about RGL in the past. I am the reason why one of the rules was outright removed from RGL, which was the rule that a player may not ring lower divisions just based on their division outright. So, for example, let's say I am an advanced demo man and I want to ring uh, I am demo man. Uh, there used to be a rule in RGL that you could not ring two divs below you. Instead, that rule was removed and it's all based on approval. So if an admin or if a player team leader says, "Yeah, that that looks legit," I'd be allowed to ring. Hmm. I don't like that. I think that having an outright no two divs above is healthy. You know why? Because my poor stupid amateur team I was mentoring once allowed three main players <laughs> to ring because they they just said, oh, ringers, yeah, cool. I imagine that was a bit of an unpleasant experience for them. Oh, it sucked! And immediately after, I went to add, and I'm like, alright, RGL rulebook. I got, I got two, two rules listed. Rule one listed. Cannot ring two divs below. Rule two listed. Anyone can ring based on team leader approval. So which is it, buddy? And adds like, you got it, and just erased the rule that has the two divs above not allowed requirement. So, how do you feel about the RGL divisions? Do you feel like the divisions are just like representative enough of the skill? Do you think people like do you think teams move up at a like tend to like outpace their own growth when it comes to moving up? Uh, a lot of teams are very interested in moving up because they see moving up as improvement rather than seeing a improvement as improvement. It's very easy to point to, wow, look at how much better I got because I was in amateur and now I'm in main, which is better. Right. A lot of people rush to move up divisions because they think that they have learned what they can from a division. I feel like part of the reason why is because of how poorly people treat people of lower divisions. They're like, amateur players, I'm an advanced player, right. you, you'll you understand well, me once you get up here. Or even main players, like from advanced, or yeah. invite players into advanced. Yeah, no, definitely. Everyone has this this air of superiority as soon as they move up a little bit, and it's, it's annoying. Like, I, I've seen it in my own mentees, where like, 
my own mentee moves from amateur to IM and then is immediately like mentoring amateur players. Now, I personally feel like you can get advice from any source and you may or may not be able to get good advice from it. I do think that amateur players may sometimes know more than their div, may know a lot more than their div typically knows. I also think that it's really uh it's really bad to think that you've know you've learned everything about your div just right. because you've escaped it. Do, do you right? think do you think maybe they just like don't have enough opportunity a lot of the time to like mentally mature for like what they're getting themselves into a lot of the time and then maybe they find themselves like having trouble like getting into conflict with their teammates or blaming or just like dying because they're not necessarily prepared for it. Yeah, so it's really hard for me to say because even though I mentor in amateur and IM and main and whatever, like even though I mentor in all of the divs, I don't know exactly what all of the divs are like in terms of what you encounter, what sort of pressure right. other teams put up and stuff. I do think that players are so anxious to move up because they don't want to plateau in a division. They don't want to be the person right. stuck I, I do think that they aren't mature in terms of like the the moment they move up they're they're above this. I I don't know. I hmm. I don't really know exactly what causes the mindset of it aside from just a fear of being stuck in one place like I used to be, but Right. I feel like that's something we used to see. I'm not sure how much these days, but I feel like we used to see that a lot with like advanced to main, like main players going into advanced to just feel like yeah. maybe there was like unhealthy rec expectations kind of, and that like ended up really hurting them. Yeah, and like the the fact that you've jumped up a div, you're like, all right, I am now better than the previous div. Right, and that's like if your team dies. I feel like you'd end up seeing like a lot of people just like kind of going for looking for teams around that range and it's like there can only be so many teams and it's like if your team's not prepared, your team dies, then it's like you don't necessarily want to go back down to main after you escape from it there, right? It's like you think you're above it, right? So then it's really hard for you to just keep progressing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I, sure how much you see it that way nowadays though. Uh sorry. I don't it? know. It's just it's just such an odd concept to me. Yeah. But I remember back when I was in, I went Iron Steel, Iron Steel, because I went Iron Steel, Controller, Soldier, and then I switched to Demo on mouse and keyboard, so I went back to Iron, and then went to Steel afterward, and after that season, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do Steel or Iron again, I want to go up, I'm not going to spend five seasons in this game and never go up, and I forced myself to jump up a div, and I wasn't ready for it, I, my team... We ended up getting fifth place, I think, but it was because of a lot of other teams dying and having really interesting wins on the teams that we did win against. And I had some toxic players that helped carry in spite of how much I disliked them. Uh, but that that attitude, I understand entirely of like, I I don't want to be like the forever blank div, you know. Right. So what's Forever your I am, forever main. And then... I got over it when I got into main silver and I'm like, you know what? I was not ready for my initial jump. I don't think I belong in the div right now. So I'm going to just wait until I belong in this div. And then when I belong in this div, I will eventually get better at it till I win it. And then once I, once I feel confident in this div, like I don't 
run into any super difficult challenges. I never feel like entirely over my head and over my head, then I will go up the next div. And yeah, so I've never really tried to make the push to invite. I've just been right. chilling. I, I'm learning at my own pace. So what would your advice be for like players and teams and leaders to like avoid running into that issue? Best advice I can give is just you are improving whether or not you're jumping up divs. As long as you're working on the things that you know are a problem because your teammates, your opponents, whoever has pointed out to you, maybe yourself, maybe you've noticed yourself that, like, I don't do this well. If you work on your issues, you are improving. Hmm. You don't need a badge to prove it. You don't need to jump up a div to prove it. The point of the game should be improvement and fun. If you're not encountering either of those things, you're in the wrong div. And do you think sticking to, like, one team or, like, set of players maybe would, like, help with that? It helps and it hurts, depending on what part of the the team, or what season of the team you're in, you know? Right, right. It's so like... if a team has been together for five seasons, that's, like, when they're on the edge of just collapse. They're, that's when their players have started to leave, when they've realized their team keeps running into the same problems and not improving them. But having a consistent team that you're okay with all saying, like, hey, I noticed that we have this issue, I notice our medic has this issue, I notice our scout has this issue. If you're able to say that to your team without starting an argument, then yes, you're in a team that is set up for success. If you are able to go to one of your teammates and say, hey, I really think that the way you're approaching this situation is leading us to being down players when they're pushing or whatever... If you're able to have those conversations without argument and just create solutions and move forward, you're going to get somewhere. Okay. If you are ever on a team that you can't do that with, you're not going to improve a lot on that team. You may improve independently, but your team will not over improve as a whole. Right. So best you can, put yourself into a situation where everyone understands that the criticism happening around is friendly. It's not... It's not a mean criticism. And what do you say being in that sort of environment, just like working with the same team can really help you like find your own niche as a player, their own strengths, their weaknesses, and really improve as yourself as well? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you have a very stable team and everyone's good friends with each other, you could try out some really stupid stuff and it goes well, and I love it. Right, whereas like if you're like trying to like out, if you like kind of outpace your own team, like, well, not necessarily outpace, but if you feel like you're kind of like, I don't know, I guess just like moving up, right? Like after you win a team, a div, let's say you like just split apart for the next season, look for a team and like the div above it or like go second place. Mm -hmm. It might be really hard for you to kind of like find your own place in that team, right? Like it really might stunt your growth for a bit. It could. It also can help. That's true. I, well. uh, That's all about the context. I was on Kaboom Collective last season because they were good friends. They were always a really friendly team. I joined them because I knew that they were going to be respectful. But then when I was on their team, I realized internally they had a lot of problems that they weren't willing to talk about. And the criticism that was given was very harsh and not well received. And people were blaming. And there was a lot of, you know, conversations behind each other's backs of like, oh, our medic is doing the bad stuff. Right. Our scout's not very good. 
you know, you get those conversations going on around you and you're like, okay, this is entirely dysfunctional. There's not much that can be done. Uh, the leader of that team, Task, he's a spy, uh, was on that team since the beginning. So he was like open, or excuse me, amateur, I am main, advanced, that team, always the same team. He left mid-season because he was just done. He had reached his limit. And the first message I sent to him is, my guy, you made a fine decision. You made a decision for yourself. You felt stuck on that team. It is okay. You do not have to feel guilty about what you've done. I am never celebrating when a, a leader leaves a team mid-season. But I will always celebrate when a player has made a decision for themselves for the sake of themselves and their health and their, you know, like... Right. That was the correct decision for Task to make. He should have left that team. He should have left that team before the season began, though. He should have left earlier, but that's okay. He needed to do so so he can move on as a player because he kept running into his team's same problems. So as a spy, is he getting better? Is his team getting worse? Are they staying the same? He doesn't really know what his growth looks like outside of that team, so he needed another team to try it on. Especially yeah. a spy. Spy, it's really hard. It, it's such an independent class, everyone says, but, like, as a spy, sometimes your logs look god-awful, just, like, straight-up garbage, and it's because your team never pressures anything for you, and they never right. give you the opportunities. When you say, I'm going in and decloaking on this class, no one pushes that class. So, And it's really hard to see if you're making mistakes as spy, or if your team is not giving you the support distractions you require, so he needed that. Right. Do you think uh, something like the phenomenon of just like the div spreadsheets these that we see these days maybe do harm? Like, do you think maybe they force like players to like negatively compare themselves to other people and be like, oh, I'm not as good as this player? Do you feel like maybe it makes their teams doubt them when combined with just like more supportive classes? Oh, like it depends entirely on the people reading the spreadsheet. I know that my team back when we were in Maine. There was a main spreadsheet going around. And it, the funniest thing to me is, I know I'm not the best demo of all time. I will never be super egotistical about right. my demo play. Uh, this this spreadsheet was going around. And it's like every time a team picked up a new demo, I dropped down a spot to make space for that demo to be above me. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. This is rude. <laughs> it's just every person you find. Oh, I, who is this person? I have no idea. Well, are they better than Katrina? Well, probably. <laughs> it's just like, Right. <laughs> you're fairly self-confident though right oh i don't freaking care yeah, yeah i, I so mean it's like... i'm not like self-confident i definitely used to be really self-conscious about my demo play i used to think i was one of the worst demos of all time i i might still be right i probably i probably am nowhere near the close i'm probably closer to the worst demo of all time than i am to the best demo of all time even without the numbers <laughs> game right like right but like let's say maybe if... that's fine i I just think it's funny that, like, literally every every demo that they're like, oh, this one just moved up from IM. Oh, that probably better than Katrina. Just put them up above. Um, <laughs> anyway, so do you think maybe if it's, like, in a lower division, though, when people are still, like, growing more, maybe oh, if they're not yeah, as self-confident, you could poor... see the harm in it? Yeah, I used to be really self-conscious about my demo play. It stemmed initially from having a rotten mentor that just made his success, or made my success be reliant upon him and his advice and how well I was following it. Like, if... If I did well in a scrimmage, it was because I was following his advice. And if I did poorly, it was because I was not following his advice. It was never about me. Right. Uh, so having that sort of perspective on my gameplay, 
initially made me feel really self-conscious because it was just like, if I couldn't be like him, then I, I was bad. Um, I think for lower, like, if you haven't been around a lot, any criticism in the community could sound really, really harsh. Right. Especially- I know that if you go into it knowing the community is toxic and then being criticized, you could assume that that criticism is toxicity when it isn't. Right, well, it's like, I want to say something along the lines of, like, spreadsheets aren't really, like, the product, like productive criticism, right? They're just, like, kind they're of, not. they're kind of just, like, putting you down, like, a bit, right? Oh, yeah. I, I know that by the end of that season, when we ended up winning but not winning grand finals, right? Like, right. I think I was still third when I was going into grand finals. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know what, whatever, I know, it's fine. Uh, my pyro was, like, always listed as, like, fourth or fifth. No one really knew what he contributed to the team unless you were part of the team. He was one of those pyros that, like, you never had to worry about right. spy, never had to worry about bombers. Did his logs look good? Hell no. But it, he did his job exceptionally well. So- my soldier, noble, loved that guy to death. You could not tell him to not bomb. He was considered the best soldier. He had only one thing that he could do, and that was bomb. Could he hold space? No. He could bomb. <laughs> it's like, literally, there was a time where I, my spy and I, we laid out everything. We're like, all right, we have Uberad. We're holding the point. We're getting close to zero seconds left on the point. Their medic does not have. In fact, their medic just died. They are not preparing for a push. I say that. My soldier says, I'm going to bomb their medic. And we're like... No! No, you're not! You're not going- He's like, I'm bombing their medic. I killed their medic. I'm like, great! But that literally- <laughs> What did- What did we just say, Noble Note? What did we just say? He's like, hey, their medic's dead. Like, maybe he just doesn't want him to have buffs on the fight. <laughs> it's Asheville. We have Ad. We're holding the point. Our whole team's alive. There was no reason to sack. Maybe. And yet, there he goes. They just need to have Good more disad. <laughs> He, he likes their medic being dead more often. No. He likes killing their medic. It was his favorite thing to do. do you we could not tell him to not bomb. He was listed as the best soldier. Do I think he was a great soldier? Fantastic. He was hilarious. He was great to work with. I'd love to have him on my team again. Was he a good soldier? Yes. Was he the best one in the div at the time? Absolutely not. <laughs> but do you think... He would bomb! <laughs> he would bomb! Kind of reminds me of myself. I just jump around a lot. Noble, uh, no. <laughs> noble, no. <laughs> noble, no. Noble, yes. <laughs> but anyways, do you think I don't know? It just like has more negative effects, like the, that sort of spreadsheet hyperfocus and like culture, like just sort of that. Can like, do you think maybe it has a negative effect besides on the player themselves, like maybe on how people perceive them, or maybe it's like it might make some individuals perform a lot less, like just due to maybe a lack of self conscience confidence like it might really hurt their career as a player it could depending on the player like it if it were around when i was uh new to the game it probably would have hurt my feelings a lot right and these days i don't care do you think you're hurting your feelings i don't think it matters at all right now do you think you're like it hurting your feelings would like have potentially impacted your ability to grow and succeed as a player um Yes, but also no, because it. I got to the point where I didn't care what other people thought, and that's when I got good. Like, okay. I got better as soon as I stopped taking 
every source of knowledge I could in and comparing my gameplay to it. When I just played and I felt myself make mistakes, it felt great to just learn from myself. Um, so there was a point where it probably could have hurt my feelings, and then I eventually got over it, because I eventually got over everything. Right. Does it hurt new players now? It might, but I think that people need to get to the point where those things don't hurt their feelings. Like, part of my mentoring is to try to teach this philosophy of only compare yourself to your old self, only try to get better than you were. Accept your mistakes and failures, they are all your own. Whatever advice you take from me, and whatever you apply of my advice, doesn't make you a better player because you listened to me. It made you a better player because you started doing things that worked, right? Like, right. So part of what I want to teach is, if a spreadsheet comes out and they're listed as dead last, to not, not care. That doesn't matter to you. If it does affect you that greatly, you are going to be a worse player. Because, like I was, I was so hyper-focused on other people's stuff that I didn't care about my gameplay. Like, I, I wasn't looking at my improvements at all. I was just thinking about how I should be better than I am. That made me worse. Um, when I, If I saw a spreadsheet and it showed I was dead last, it would have made me very sad. But learning how to get over it and just approach every situation... No matter how toxic, no matter how much BM is being spewed. I don't like saying that. I work in healthcare. <laughs> um, no matter how much is being said, that you can ignore it, focus on your gameplay, try to do well. You fail, you fail, you win, you win. Yeah. Right. So, I want people to have some experience with bad criticism to learn how to ignore it, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't think that there should be a ban on spreadsheets and low divs because it will hurt people's abilities to improve. Well, I you also think can't they really be taught to not listen to it. You can't really just like ban the concept of spreadsheets anyways. No, I was just curious as to like the perception on it, yeah. Whether you think yeah. like it's a beneficial thing, whether it's harmful. It's a benefit and a harm, you know? Like it will initially harm, but it long term benefit if people are able to get over it. I don't want people to have bad experiences with mentors. I do want people to be able to get over bad criticism on their own. Yeah. 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 Do you think it's really criticism they necessarily learn from, though, unless they have other people kind of help guide them through it? Or is it more of just, oh, you're a bad player and you never really get told why if it's just from the spreadsheet there or like other people mocking you over it? Well, that's kind of what I want, right? Like, if you are a new player of BlizzTank and you receive the criticism, you are hot garbage. Uh, I want you as a new player, if you're one of my mentees and you come to me and you say, that made me feel like I suck, I would say, all right, that doesn't teach you anything. That didn't talk about how well you bomb. That did not talk about how well you trap things, how well you're able to hold shutters, how right. well you're able to DPS for your team. Therefore, you throw that hot garbage out the window, yeah? Hmm, you don't see, listen yeah. to that one. Now, if someone came to you and they're like, man, you suck at bombing. That's something that you can at least take something from. Like, if you have a bomb and you fail really hard and the other team sends a Lamau or Medic was able to arrow you out of the sky, at least it's something you can work with. You're like, all right, there's a nugget of wisdom in there. That is the 
maybe I need to bomb with a little bit less of the straightforward, or maybe I need to bomb with other people so that they can correct for when I fail, right? Right, and it's just like, maybe like the presence of spreadsheets kind of inclines people to just like silently judge you on that, or just like the whole culture of just like not really getting into confrontation makes them more likely to just resort to something like that, rather than just directly telling you maybe what they think and what maybe you need to improve on. It's kind of what I'd be getting at. Yeah, so the other thing though is that I, I also don't tell people to actively seek out the other team for advice. Like some teams you can come and contact with you or become friends with them and you can share advice for their players like i found it readily easy to stab your medic and all that but if you don't have that sort of friendship set up already what it sounds like is you know your spy sends a message to the enemy team leader and says your medic's really stabbable that was such a stabbable back mm, got so many frags my logs look so good <laughs> delicious like, that doesn't sound like criticism even though it may come across as friendly. And if you ask the other team for advice, you may be opening yourself up to that sort of behavior. But, you know, it, you have to learn the people. Uh, if it's alright with you, I will be right back really quick. I just need some uh, sure, yeah. I've been talking a lot. I'll just have like a few closing questions left anyways, unless you end up having some that you like want to ask and answer for yourself, yeah. Alright, we are back. Alrighty. Uh, so next question. So previously, you um, talked about how you kind of disagreed with the office's method of doing things, right? Yeah. Uh, have, have you ever, like, thought about the idea of making, like, your own sort of, like, mentoring group or just, like, place for kind of people to collaborate on that sort of stuff with a different approach or atmosphere? Or do you think that would just end up running into, like, the same issues the office had by nature? Absolutely not doing it because it'll end up being the same as the office. The last thing I want is for my mentees to feel like they're uh, entirely beneath me having to attend a class to be good like no, me. No, but like, do you think there is no way to just like make something still kind of like collaborative without having that atmosphere involved? Like without it's, it being as much of equals? It's possible. I just have never wanted to, you know, like that's not... I don't want it to be a separate thing that their teammates have to attend and along with all of my other mentees. That's another thing mm. well, I will mention that I don't really like. I've had some people mentor in the past and they're like, okay, I'm currently mentoring six teams and I am and the ones doing well are the ones that have me mentor twice a week, whereas the ones that are doing poorly are the ones that hardly ask me for map reviews and stuff. Well, That, that nature of like, I have a billion mentees and... Uh, I, I definitely care about all of them, and I'm just not just using their success to feel good about myself. Well, what about something along the lines of just, like, not necessarily a mentoring Discord, but, like, just a place where, like, a lot of, like, the mentors, like, people who do who partake in those sort of community things together, like, could just have, like, collaborate a bit, not necessarily, like, doing, like, in, like mentoring through it directly, though, but just, like, a place for them to kind of, like, keep on the same page and talk about stuff, talk about classes, and sort of just, like, share insight. I'm all for that sort of thing. I just don't want... The last thing I want is for a bunch of mentees to feel like they're right. entirely beneath a chunk of the community because they have no, the, that, yeah. the certain tag in that Discord, you know? But uh, would the latter be ever... Like, is the latter something you thought about like ever doing, or do you think it would be something that would be beneficial? God, it's far too late for me to start something like that at this point. <laughs> That's right, yeah, last season of TF2, right? 
Uh, probably, yeah. But okay. no, um, no, my my contributions to the community will always remain my teams and the teams that have asked me to mentor. I I've never wanted to make a lasting impact on the meta itself by having a continuous collaborative discussion site. Not that I don't talk about that stuff with my teammates anyway. I mean, I talk with my teammates and I'm like, uh, Pyros have shifted to more aggressive gameplay these days, haven't they? And they'll be like, yeah, I see a lot of Pyros bombing on Asheville and whatever. Like, it, There's those sorts of conversations, but I've never opened it up to the greater community. Hmm, right. My Discord will always remain a place where uh, it's been teammates and friends of teammates and I moderate it with an iron fist and have the final say on everything. I don't I don't have broad open discords up to a bunch of unknown people, you know? Right. Having conversations about TF2 topics. I don't know. It might be an idea for some other people. I'd be if I was invited, I'd be happy to talk. I don't really go out of my way to do that, though. Do you think that would be like something beneficial to to the community? It could be. It really depends on how it turns out. Who gets involved? Right. I just feel like like maybe something like that could help build a sense of community, kind of. Oh yeah. And it I could. feel like that'd be very helpful. Um. So, how do you feel about the current like RGL newcomer or like the lower division admins? Do you, like, do you know much of them? Do you hear much about them from your mentees? Do they seem to be doing a good job? Kind of. Um. Yeah, basically all I could all I could talk about is Jerser, which I don't know much about what she has done for newcomer or amateur, whichever one she worked with, I forgot, I'm sorry. Um but what I can say is I don't know the low division admins very much. I do tell my mentees to talk to the admins. They sometimes don't give me the you know, what happened in that discussion. A lot of the times I've told my mentees to open a ticket and then I send a message to Will Maddock and he's like, okay, what did you send me this time? Why did you do this to me? I'm like, it's fine. I just know you're the only person able to listen to a support ticket right now. Um, yeah, so I've known a little bit of odd happenings in the lower divs and that it was taken care of by admins at some point. Um, I guess that's one situation I could talk about. There was a, a player that I was mentoring very briefly, and I let me be honest, I don't consider myself friends with this person, because I th I'm pretty sure I got them cut from their team. Yeah, I did. Okay, I got this person cut from their team because they were egotistical, and I told them, like, Mm, you're gonna want a different pyro. This pyro is not listening to instructions. He's acting like he's more important than the rest of the team. He he doesn't take blame for medic deaths or anything, right? Like independent, right? And this player, after I get him cut, uh, he is friends with person I'm mentoring. Still sends a message to this person, and then that person sends a message to me. And they're like, all right, um, really, really, really weird situation we need advice on right frickin' now. I'm like, okay, what's up? And they're like, okay. So, this friend of mine, the pyro that I got cut, he has been accused of pedophilia. And I'm like, what? 
and they're like, okay, okay, okay. I am 16. This person is also 16. They sent me nudes against my will that I didn't want when I was mentoring them. And they have accused me of pedophilia and uh, I'm getting a lot of harassment from a bunch of discords I'm in. I have been kicked from a few. I am losing my entire community, friends, everything. And I'm like, okay. I honestly don't know if this is something you talk to admins about or something, but I am sending a message to Wilmatic. And I sent a message to Wilmatic. I'm like, hey, here's the situation. Explain the situation. He's like, that that is something that we would want to have uh, note of, right? We do want this to be talked about in a support ticket. So I sent them to put in a support ticket and they were protected in that situation because they were able to describe their so side of the story, explain everything preemptively before it got to RGL. And then when they were reported to RGL, RGL had already known that this was about to happen and put, put their foot down. I don't know if Will dealt with that, whatever admin dealt with that, but that was dealt with quite well. Um, okay. The only other thing I could say, though, is that I remember, so I was, uh, my team didn't make it to playoffs. I was going to ring for a team. Someone posted, a, like, looking for ringer pyro. I asked what div. They told me amateur. I said I couldn't because it's amateur. And they're like, or I am, I think. And I'm like, I can't. They're going to see advanced and say no. And they said, please do it anyway. And I'm like, I can't. I don't really understand why you think that I can. I would have to be approved. They're going to say no. So I said that to them. And then one of my former mentees who was on that IM team they were playing against was like, no, we are not letting you ring Cat. And I'm like, I wasn't even trying to. I said that if it's IM, I can't. And they sent the RGL profile anyway. He's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I I'm going to get an admin involved in this situation right now, though, okay? Because, like, this team is obviously helplessly confused. And he's like, Oh, Jerser is on our team. Jerser is an admin. They're handling it now. And I said, Handling it how? This poor <laughs> enemy team is desperate to find a ringer because they think they have to forfeit. You have an admin on your team. An admin that's quote unquote handling it. And this team is begging me to play for them. If there's an actual admin on the team, they'd say, all right, mm, got this. So you're going to need to find a, a ringer that fits well with the div. Let me help you find one. And that's it. The hell? You have an admin on the team and this poor team still feels like they're going to have to forfeit? Th they should be talking about reschedule. Right? Like, right. that made me upset. Like, I had some faith in Jerser, and then all of a sudden my faith just dropped to zero, because it's like, if an admin is there, this team shouldn't be panicking. And it wasn't- she wasn't the div admin either, so she should have gotten someone else involved. Anyway, that's just my nitpicking on admins. Okay, so what, what do you think RGL needs to improve on most? Uh, in my opinion, 
I, I'm just coasting along. I don't have a whole lot of opinions on what they should do about advanced, what they should do with challenger. Um, qualifier is always a crap show. I don't have any opinions on that. I don't really care. I am along for the ride, having a fun time. What I think they should be working on is improving the lower divs and helping teams feel like they can improve players, move up, that sort of thing. And that's where those like better instructions to newcomer teams on how to actually post LFTs, LFPs, get players together, play consistently for scrimmages, not ring invite players, not not ring invite players, you know? Yeah. Those are the things that I think that they should be working on that I actually care about. Everything else, it's always been out of my hands what's going on in Invite, Advanced, Qualifier, Nonsense. That area has been so broken for so long, and I have stopped caring. I'm just going <laughs> to chill. They're going to place me in a div. I'm going to play in that div. It'll be fun. Okay. Um. Do you have any questions you want to like ask and answer yourself? Uh, not... Any that I can think of off the top of my head? Oh, uh, I've got one. Right. Everybody listen up. What new game mode needs to be added for a joke tournament or something? Answer. 10v10. One demo knight. One demo man per team. Full demo knight has to have sword, shield, right? Boots. No explosives. Demo man must have full explosives. No sword. No shield. We see how it goes. It'll be dumb as hell. Please make it a joke tournament. I would love to participate. <laughs> dumb is good. Okay. I would love to have a freaking demo night on the flank along with my flank. Can you imagine? That'd be so fun. Yeah. Maybe they could like they could join in on the bombs. Yeah. The, the sack waves the would be incredible. Like the medic would have to force every sack wave. It'd be so funny. Yeah. Ten v ten and comms would just be the extra amount of chaos that everyone requires. Like, throw that in, please. Make this. I've been talking about this joke game mode to everyone, and no one has ever followed up on it. Very hey, I think it's worthwhile. We should make a new league for that. We should make a new league. The joke gaming league. It's a Highlander gaming mode that actually has a sword and a shield in it. There you go. <laughs> it, it's in, it's more inclusive. Includes everything. More so, inclusive. Um, do you have any people you think should uh, that that would be interested to be interviewed? Uh, Will Maddock would. I'm pretty sure he'd be up for it. He is definitely worth talking to about this RGL stuff, provided he wants to or is allowed to talk about it. Okay. Aside from that, a representative from BNH like Grin or Paul would be a good one because they've been so consistent in the community forever, and they have such an outside perspective. They're both. Well, not both. Paul is a very, very quiet person and would probably decline, but Grin would probably be up for it and talking about just having such a consistent community that has been relatively playing together for ten seasons. Right. Um, any people you want to spotlight? Uh, uh, shout out, rather. Ugh. That's alright. Uh, the spotlight on... Well, all of my old teammates, wonderful people. Um, my mentees that I've had have generally been wonderful. There was that one team that we don't talk about. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess if I was to shout out, it would be the Cloud9 community, the B&H community. They have been wonderful. Fastco, 
if anyone's still alive from that era. Good job, Vasco. You guys are doing great. How about, like, community figures, admins? Um, well, Matic, I still respect you. <laughs> uh, Asian, very happy for him to be an admin these days. He's gonna do great, or moderator. He's gonna do great. Um, Joey Lemons has always been good at his job. I've never disagreed with his thoughts on things. Yeah. I I think those are the big ones. Okay. And then anything else? Uh, well, thank you very much for interviewing me. I am happy to be wasting your time on this pleasant Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> no time is wasted in this. Very good. If you have any other questions for me at any later point in time, you can always have an adnum. I'm fine talking forever. I'm a woman. I talk a lot. It's fine. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yes, I should be playing medic. No, I haven't done it yet. Will I sell out my last season? Sure, why not? Let's be a medic now. <laughs> what, about, what about Pyro, though? What about Pyro? Pyro? Oh, shoot. I could. I'd suck at it, but I am a female, so I certainly could try. Yeah. Uh, in in case any RGL admins are listening and want me banned for saying very disrespectful to female things, I am not disrespectful to females, and I'm fine making jokes at myself. Okay. Okay. I welcome my soon to be had anti RGL. You're gonna be ban. demonetized. Yeah. I, I don't have anybody from this, anyways. But I'm, I'm prepared for my RGL ban. <laughs> Anti-RGL uh, activities. I, I'm gonna be RGL banned in my last season for being disrespectful <laughs> to women. Oh my lord, that'd be so funny. Please let it happen. Okay. Where are you, Will Maddock? Please ban me. I think uh, on that note, I think uh, it's a good time to just... Yeah, uh, you should stop before I say yeah. anything worse, yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>